I'm Daryl Baskin. You're listening to the future of real estate on your home for success. 105.7. Remember to find your next home at homeguidetulsa.com. One address, thousands of homes, homeguidetulsa.com. Talking with Phil Armstrong of the Greenwood Rising Black History Museum and uh, Greenwood literally rising here in Tulsa after so many years of just seeing these beautiful historic buildings, hearing stories, and so much history that people don't know, Tulsans don't even know. And to get us back into this discussion, Phil, I, I interviewed a gentleman, this guy wrote mm -hmm a book called mm -hmm. The Color of Law. Mm -hmm. And he's a member of every liberal mm -hmm. organization. Mm -hmm. We probably couldn't see eye to eye mm -hmm. on anything. Mm -hmm. if, but, but he was such a great uh, person, historical mm -hmm. uh, documentation of how, how real estate was used as a tool mm -hmm. to maintain segregation. Exactly. And I can mm -hmm. see it mm -hmm. with my own eyes. I understand mm -hmm. fair housing laws, mm -hmm. uh, how the the communities were divided by everything from interstates to redlining and blockbusting, and we sometimes today would wonder yep. why is this stuff important. Yes. Well, it's because we don't understand where, where it, it came, came from. from exactly, and yep. that's the yep. story yep. that I'm hearing yep. coming from this. So, uh, I got to turn it back over to you. Sure. Finish with the story. Yep. We we're talking about the registration of the Ku Klux Klan mm -hmm. here in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. Who was in charge? It was the Who's Who, mm -hmm. and then you have this massacre event. Then you have uh, an actual, they have the, the, uh, the minutes from the Chamber of Commerce that they actually gave us from 1921, actually has minutes where they were actually discussing how do we capture this land, this area that was quote unquote Negro Tulsa. They were actually working with the Frisco Railway and the city to say how do we now capitalize on this destruction and claim this, this highly rich commercial land that's just north of the city of Tulsa. And that would be kind of akin to many, many years ago, like an mm -hmm. eminent domain type of Perfect. Yep. Uh, that's it. process. That's it. Yep. So what they did is they put an ordinance in in the weeks after the massacre um, that made it against the law for you to rebuild your house unless you can build it with uh, up-to-date, a very expensive, fire-retarded materials. Hmm. Now, you've just lost everything, has been destroyed. Where would you get the money to rebuild and to build with that? And so it was designed to put something in place legally that these black citizens would not be able to rebuild their homes. And after a certain amount of time, they put a time limit. If you didn't rebuild within a certain amount of time, then eminent domain would claim your property and they would get, capture this land. Now, let's go back a hundred plus years ago. We didn't have the insurance policies, the same types of coverage because of, I mean, this is post-slavery, mm -hmm. the black population kind of creating their mm -hmm. own mm -hmm. economic viability mm -hmm. and force. Mm -hmm. And that's what was destroyed here. This mm -hmm. was the most active, robust mm -hmm. Greenwood Wall Street. It yes. didn't get its name by accident. Mm -hmm. And the heart of it was yeah. destroyed. The heart was destroyed. And so you call it and name it a riot that then that capitalizes on the fact that the insurance companies then would use the clause to say we're not going to award any of these claims because this was a riot. And the, the citizens that, that were in control the, the Ku Klux Klan and those that were running legally and the paper, the Tulsa Tribune, they began writing articles blaming this on the North Tulsa citizens. Said if they had just stayed where they were, they, they came down 
down. They, they caused this and they brought this on themselves, this mm. riot. Um, what we learned, and I'm bringing us to this, this modern day nomenclature and naming of terms, what we learned from 2020, if we didn't learn anything else, uh, as a riot is when citizens within their own community rise up and do destruction. It implies self-infliction. So when you call no. this a riot, you're saying that they did this to themselves. This was not that. An entirely different group of citizens invaded an entire black community and then spent 16 to 18 hours of destroying it. That is not a riot. So the names that we go through, or the, the again, I'm using that academic term nomenclature, you could have called this because of the fire that was used, the dropping of incendiary devices and bombings that uh, that destroyed and, and caused the exorbitant amount of fire, uh, the property damage. You could call this a holocaust because of the fire that was used, because they were quote, trying to run the Negro out of Tulsa, you could have called this an ethnic cleansing. The actual academic term of what took place is called a pogrom. If you look up mm -hmm. pogrom, that's what this was. You can call it a disaster. You can call it a massacre. The last thing that it should have been called was a riot. A riot. And so the citizens of Tulsa and North Tulsa citizens say, let's use this as an education to everyone. So we changed our logo that day, press conference. We will no longer call this a riot. We're calling this the massacre. And when you looked at our logo, it said the 1921 Tulsa race riot, and it had the word riot slash through, and we wrote the word massacre underneath. So when people see that, it would spark comment. Why did you do that? Why, why are you crossing off the word riot? I'm glad you asked. Let me give you the education behind that. When we explain that, even to the most conservative of conservatives, when I've explained that, people sit back and say, you know what? That makes sense. I didn't think of it that way. I've never, I've never actually heard that deep of an explanation. Mm -hmm. And I've never heard the full story. Mm -hmm. That's the importance of this. And I consider myself very interested in Tulsa's history. Mm -hmm. There's not been very accessible records. Right. You, you can't mm -hmm. find it unless mm -hmm. you're doing your own really deep dive and study. Mm -hmm. To hear this is almost unbelievable. Right. I think the Understood. first response from some people might be really incendiary devices dropped mm -hmm. from planes. Are mm -hmm. you kidding me? Right. Why didn't I ever hear about that before? Right. You made that up. Right. But this is documented. Right. Talk about mm -hmm. that and yes. the records that, yeah. where they've been located. Yep. So the, where all of the research came out is the actual, in 1997, the state of Oklahoma commissioned a state commission called the Oklahoma State Commission to study the Tulsa race riot, as it was called back then in 1921. Bipartisan, Republicans, Democrats, for five years. It was headed up by Bob Blackburn. Those who know, he spent 40 years heading up the Oklahoma Historical Society. It was led by Senator Maxine Horner, who was a North Tulsa advocate, and she just passed a couple of months ago, and Representative Don Ross. But a statewide commission, taxpayer-funded commission, to go out, study the facts find out what really happened. It's out of that 200-page report that is a free download that people can download and read it. It is an incredibly well-done report. Uh, it's been held at the Oklahoma Historical Society for all these years, um, and you can download it again, a free report for 200 pages, and you can get the full exhaustive research and study they did on everything that we have now in terms of all that's reported came out of that five-page state report. And we've got to stop for just a minute. Phil Armstrong with the Greenwood Rising Black History Museum. Just amazing information. We wait until you see this place, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma.
You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.